Hey everyone, Mr. Devil here, Danny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils, and you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go Devils! Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm all right. Did so, you mean anything by playing uh, that song for our intro tonight? Oh, I just was in the mood for back. It had nothing yeah. to do with the fact that the team is a bunch of losers. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, so what do you want to talk about, Dan? You want to talk about, oh, let's see, you want to talk about our well, injuries? You want to talk about our... Um, I was going to talk about the unseasonably warm weather, but I guess we'll have to get into this team. It's the... It's the injuries continue, sure. Yeah. But this is not about injuries, right? No, now. that's the only like, thing wrong with the team, the injuries, right? I mean, I kind of liked how <laughs> we were, might have been getting rid of Ruff last night. Like I texted, well, that's one way to get rid of him. Yeah. Smack him in the head with the puck. Um, yep. I, I think I said, uh, wait, replay that. Did Holt shoot that puck? Because I would have <laughs> understood it. How did you like? I had to laugh my ass off when the. Uh, reek of desperation challenge on the third Canes goal. Uh, when that goes south and we have to serve a penalty, who sits in the box? Put Holtz in the box. And it's so, so funny that then Lindy gets hit in the head. It's and, just a, it's a, and, and, you know, I don't even remember the kid that scored the first goal. Uh, 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 Ajo? Was it Ajo? No, no, our goal. Um, oh, yes. I was like, wait, what the hell? Who is this guy? Who is this yeah, guy? I know. And, uh, it was it a was, beautiful it, uh, Dowling, right? Dowling, Dowling, Dowling. Down, Dowling. Yeah, I think so, it was so, Alley, yeah, Dowling. Yeah, so so this kid Dowling comes in, scores a goal um, on the fourth line, gets a beautiful feed from Alex Holtz, uh, and and you know I'm just so happy that with all these injuries, Timo Meyer, Jesper Bratt, Nico Heischer are really carrying this team along with our goaltending and our just Hall of Fame coaching behind the bench. It really just is a embarrassment of riches. Wait, wait. Is it, Get I mean, rid of the of riches. That's what I mean. It's an embarrassment. Yeah, no, it's, it's embarrassment. It's ridiculous. Um, Dowling, the only goal scored by a devil that, that uh, in a time frame that mattered. There was a goal in the sure. last two seconds of the game that yeah, no, doesn't they, they, matter. They, Three two score was not indicative at all in the way that. Game no, was if you looked at that score, it's like, well, looks like the Dells won a close one. No, yeah. they were dominated. Uh, you know, for really for much of the game, um, I thought, yeah, this is a team that has so much talent. They could they can play like crap and then turn it on in the last 10, 20 minutes and steal a game like this. But I haven't seen that team in a long time. That's not no. that hasn't been what the Devils been putting on the ice. They're not a team that is. I mean, they started off the year not playing 60 minutes. It was kind of frustrating. Like, uh, guys, you got to have to develop a 60-minute game. But, you know, they would be competitive and turn it on. And then steal games playing, you know, maybe one out of three periods. Um, and now yeah. I don't even see that at all. It, it's, it's seriously, it's get, they're getting hard to watch. 
Yes. Like, I mean, just every night the same, especially the starts, the piss poor starts, being yep. down. Like we, The goals and like, bunches? How about the, that? The Are you tired of the bunches, goals and bunches? And it's like, I don't get what happens with this team, how they just fall apart. Like, yep. I know that firing a head coach in the middle of the season does not always work out. Like, I don't think the Islanders are going to make the playoffs just because they went and got Patrick Waugh. But I do think you look at, you know, Chris Knobloch coming in to Edmonton and how he turned that team around. Right. And, you know, I don't think they've lost in like two months now. But Which honestly, uh, is maybe a better comparison with the Devils because it's a team that's talent laden in a way that I don't think you can say about the Islanders. So, yeah, maybe a coaching change can't make a difference there. But look what a coaching change has done for a talent laden team. Gives you ideas, right? Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done with Lindy Ruff. I am. I just I'm I'm tired. Of, look, even if you can't put all the blame on Lindy Ruff and you can't because he's not putting up skating up his uh, lacing up his skates and going out there every night. But something has to change. And I just think. Like if Tom Fitzgerald thinks that devil fans are going to put up with this much more much longer, like he's wrong, like you are going to start seeing. Uh, less people at the arenas and you're going to start seeing those attendance numbers go down and people just not really giving a shit. Um, I mean, look, he should have been taking a, a, a victory lap with his contract extension this week. Right. That was right. also in the news. Uh, you know, and honest, honestly, Devils fans can't celebrate right now because uh, I, I don't know. I mean, everybody's looking like who is steering this ship? You know, That's if, the if question, Lindy right? is not, you know, to show some more leadership soon, but then who's the other leader uh, in this organization to do something about that? You know, and, I don't know. And like, you know, like, look at the, our defense right now. Our defense is littered with people that probably shouldn't be playing um, right now, uh, all the minutes that they're playing. Like right. Tom, that Tom Fitzgerald needs to go out and get somebody and he needs to do it. Like, don't wait till fucking March. Because if you think that you can get through another month playing like this and still have a shot at the playoffs, you're out of your mind. I mean, are like, they like, but don't worry when Jack comes back? Or I don't know, know what they like, think is going to happen when Jack comes back. He's an amazing player. Yes, the power play will get better. People will slot in, you know, where they normally do. But it's too much to turn it, around with yeah. any one player. We talked about uh, the goalie Messiah, uh, maybe a better defenseman, maybe a Jack Hughes. It's got a whole systemic problem. Any one thing won't do it. Uh, and I, and I even think the coaching thing is is iffy if we don't also do some other stuff. But, boy, like the alarm bells are definitely – they have to be sounding. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really looking like the second half of the season could be even worse than the first half. You look half. at our, our schedule is brutal, right? Mm-hmm. Really good yes. teams pretty much uh, from here on out. You yep. don't get your shit together. You know, you're not going to, at least in the beginning of the year, you know, you were winning, like you said, winning some late in games, like getting to overtime and stealing that second point and stuff. Sure. You're not even going to get there. You know, I, I, we, our first game back after the all-star game is against uh, Colorado. Right. Like I, I'm, I don't, I think that we can lose that game by seven goals. If, if something's not done, like Nate Absolutely. McKinnon is playing on different, planet right now and the whole team is following them and we are still trying to figure all our shit out and it's just just, play is getting worse you know people who were you know mostly solid are falling apart uh people who we've been waiting to wake up have shown no sign of waking up i mean you know forget about even the competition the trajectory of this team and on any given night lately is down and and i I don't know uh, what it's going to take to change that anytime soon, but it's, it's, we're just running out of time to be going in this kind of direction, thinking you could pull out of such a steep nosedive so late in the season. I mean, we're going to get to that point very soon. Yeah, it is going to be very soon. I mean, I, I, sure, they can go into Tampa tomorrow and win that game. You know, they can compete, but it's the inconsistencies. Um, you know, if you lose tomorrow to Tampa – and now it's a team above you, like Carolina. You're giving away points, and you know now you're going to have to chase these guys. And then you got the, the All Star break. Uh, you know, hopefully when we get back, we'll have guys that are healthy again. Like uh, Nosik should be back in the lineup, and Hughes should be back in the lineup. And Nosik is going to help a lot, especially with what happened with McLeod, because now we do have that fourth line centerman. 
and you know maybe That's another reason fits. not to be hopeful you know with the cloud out he's definitely having a great season and you know when i look at the second half of the season is scary and he, he's a he's a reason why too should we uh should we actually just you know i i want to jump into the mcleod thing but sure. um before that i do want to ask you about um the goaltending last night yeah because you know i i thought nico dawes didn't you know i can't really fault him on a lot of on those goals um I didn't, you know, it was, was it this one of the things that the team just needed a jump start, or was this Lindy felt, okay, he's just, he doesn't have it tonight and let's um, get this out before it gets worse. Like, I, I, you know, I didn't think uh, the goals were bad. And uh, if you looked at one of them, I thought in the, until I saw the replay, I was concerned it was bad, but it clearly went off of uh, Ball's foot. Right. And redirected in such a way where once you see it from the right angle, it's like, oh, dude, he's not stopping that. Right. Um, uh, and he thought he was sharp in other places. So overall, is it like, oh, pull him. Definitely. He's making uh, this game. He's ruining this game for you. No, definitely not. I still don't. I'm not I'm never against this pull the goalie to reset the team thing, because theoretically in the right time and place that can work in the right situation, like where your team's at. I don't know how much it works with our team anymore, but maybe on some level it did because Vanacek came in and he was great. He I looked sharper than he has in a while. And that's the fantastic, only positive but, that, you, you know, it's the only positive that you can take out of last night. All was these like ups Vanacek. and downs with, with our goalie situation are kind of pointless right now. You know, they are just, those up, and I kind of felt that way when, especially as Schmidt started, you know, producing less and less than expected and then having some, you know, downright awful games. But then he, you know, Vanacek would have an awful game. Then Schmidt would come in and play a little bit better. We've getting this middling back and forth. Uh, it's better than, you know, when uh, we were getting the same thing from um, Blackwood, you know, filling in and bouncing around because he was producing nothing. Uh, but, you know, we're at a point this year where Dawes, you know, Vanacek and maybe even Schmidt in there, it ain't going to make a difference. They're right. all about the same level of goaltender, and they're going to turn in some solid performances, some so-so performances, and unfortunately a little too rarely some amazing performances, you know? And uh, even still, we're, we're in the same kind of situation. So, I like, I don't even – I mean, I would tell you if I thought Dawes was awful. I don't think he was at all, and I don't think pulling him was the wrong move either, you know? It's not that one – is precludes the other. It, it did kind of help uh, in that Vanacek looked sharp and sometimes just changing the goalie. He makes that first save and the other team thinks, oh, we got a different guy in net and they start trying to do different things. Or it's just a matter of luck sometimes, you know? Right. Um, some of the saves that Vanacek made, um, they were, you know, you could call them on the lucky side, uh, you know, but it, they, they were also, he made some really good saves too. And so, then- you know. You know, Antti Ranta played good, but he did. This dude was on fucking waivers, right? Well, I mean, like he, I, I noticed this, this stat they said, like that him and Dawes at that point had the same goals against average, not great. Right. But Dawes, I don't know about anymore, but going into last night's game, he was at a not like a nine oh three, yeah, and Ranta was like eight five something or eight his six stuff. Save percent was terrible, right? Right, yeah. which again, it's not save percent is not all on the goalie, but I mean, it, when you compare goalie for goalie here and what's going on, and we have bad, we know the Devils are, yeah, dude, Ronta must be kind of having an off year for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen with these guys. I just, I'm kind of at the point right now that I feel like let's just get through tomorrow. I don't give a shit what happens in Tampa. I really don't. I hope, of course, I hope we win, but I'm not sure. going to be shocked if we lose. And then during this break. Something has got to change. Just something's got to change. I really feel uh, like it will. I don't know. I, I wasn't so hot on the idea of like just doing something by the All Star break. All Star break, but you know, we we. I was just like, yeah, whatever. We're kind of now. I really am on board with that. Like something has to change now. Yeah. And yeah. If, if you, I mean, look. If you're okay with missing the playoffs, uh, then don't do shit. If you're okay with just using uh, our injuries as an excuse, then that's fine. But I'm not frustrate. That. It's going to frustrate fans. You're yeah. going to see probably you know some booze showing up here and there, which is really unfortunate. I hate to see that situation, but I would understand fans being frustrated if we're not making like real moves to right this ship. Like 
some of it's been bad luck. Some of it's been like, geez, this doesn't have an explanation. It doesn't mean we had the wrong people going into this season. It doesn't mean we did anything wrong for this individual or that. But, you know, 82 games, it's a long season. Fans, fans want, you know, some kind of production. And you got to explore doing something to to get it out of this team because it's it's not the team we had that didn't make the playoffs for the last 10 years uh, prior to last right. year. Right. That, those teams – there were some times when we were close that I was like, yeah, boy, you guys could have made it. Sure. But on paper, there is night and day difference between the devil's rosters now and the devil's teams that didn't make the playoffs. This team is a better team than it was last year on paper. And yet we're getting worse results and a a strong potential of not making the playoffs. Some, I mean, whatever the excuse is one game you could ignore, but 82 game season, What's the answer? We have to make a change. We have to do something to, you know, right this ship. So, I mean, you just punt the whole season for what? You know, yeah. I, I think we have too much potential that we can still make the playoffs and make some real noise. But when, if we're not going to react by the time we come back to the All Star game, then then I don't see us ever really doing it in a meaningful way this season. Like I've been hearing a lot of people going on about, you know, oh, Jesper Bratt's just been snake bitten, all the shots that he's had, you know, like something like 10 shots on goal against Vegas and, you know, like seven shots on goal last night. Like he's not a finisher right now. He's playing like he's not a finisher. Like, I don't know. Every time I watch him with the puck, he doesn't, he gets a shot off, but he doesn't get a shot off in a good angle. He always is going so far around that net. To when he tries to make the push in, he runs out of space yep. and he can't get in front. He gets a weaker shot off or he misses the net or whatever. It's like the like, opposite of that bulldozer player who goes straight for the net. Exactly. You, know, you, you exactly. can be a finesse player, but also not avoid all contact with any defenseman in, in a six foot radius. Now, Jack can do it on his own. Jack Hughes is the type of player that when he has the puck, he can even, I'll even say Luke is one of these guys. They, they can go. They'll, they'll create the space out of nowhere. Yes. You know, they'll, they will make a guy trip over his own legs trying to right. keep up with. And and Brat has amazing speed, beautiful skating. He could do some cutbacks, but he's not like a – He's not that guy. Um, no, and, he's not the magician who's going to make the break ankles out there. And that's why when he plays with Jack, he's so much better. Because, you know, when you can take a guy with that kind of skill as Jesper Brat, but he doesn't have to, like you said, create that space. And he just kind of has to find a little location and Jack will find him. But we don't have anyone else in that team right now that's doing that. Like I feel like he doesn't understand, though, because there are times when he will go to the net. It's been rare. It's been rare, especially this season, where he is such – it's another dimension of Brat's game that he could add. Just go to the net and play yeah. hard-nosed. I mean, he's also bigger and a little bit sturdier than Jack. So yeah. Jack can be Jack and do those amazing things with God-given talent, but also making the best of his – physique as a power forward right, right? where jesper bratt is no he's not a full-on power forward but he's definitely in between he can play a harder nose game he's yes, capable he of that yeah and, and i don't know why he occasionally doesn't. he'll throw a hit he'll yep. you know he doesn't back down from stuff but like, sometimes he'll want a little real estate around the net and say like this is my but he never does that anymore no he does, and he definitely yeah he doesn't do it enough so you know we do have the issue with mcleod right um which is mcleod over this club there sure is. Now, there's been a lot of stuff on social media and everything like that. And a lot of people like, no, innocent until proven guilty, all this other shit. Like we mm-hmm. did a show back in the summer where we went really in depth with these charges and what the London, Ontario police were doing uh, during their investigation. And yep. we knew that there were some of these players that were going to be mentioned. We knew it was Michael McLeod. If you want to listen to that show, it's called... Um, uh, hockey hockey players behaving badly so oh, you can yes. go back and listen to that but we talked a lot about it and at that time was like eh, is McLeod involved is he not in cloud is he not involved and we basically said look anything any player that was on that 2018 Canadian World Junior team that was asked about this incident that wasn't there had nothing to do with it they all came out and said exactly that either i wasn't there or i had nothing to do with it i don't know what you're talking about but i will help in any way mcleod from jump street was i'm not commenting then last year he's a rfa 
But we go out and get Thomas Nosek. We go out and get Chris Tierney. Why are we picking up centersmen for the you know bottom six when we right. kind of have that in Halla and McLeod? I think well, a lot of people looked at that and said, wait a second. I think the team's kind of nervous about what's going on here with McLeod, what the future right. holds. And you have... I don't know if that was accurate. It just was. But a- Tom Fitzgerald then signs him to just the one year, right? right. Which so that yeah. all these things were like McLeod's involved in this. Now it's telling a story that his his name is going to somehow come up again with this. You know, I like you said, we don't know guilt or innocence. Point is, is that of all the people involved with it, McLeod seemed like he was going to come up again more than the others, right. based on the level of involvement and the way the others in the organization around him were acting like you said put let's put everything in the like a punt position if we can right a shorter term contract let's hedge our bets in case we need coverage in this area we could be reading into it but well, i you know, think it, I, I don't think we were because I, I mean a lot of people i also read like how did tom fitzgerald not know about this like fitzgerald didn't know i'm sure that fitzgerald probably talked to mcleod about it and who knows what mcleod said to him um my thing that i'm kind of a little off about like why did you sign uh Cal Foot this yeah, summer? Yeah, it seems like you didn't need to add two people in this. But maybe like did we not you know? and me, he didn't know that Cal Foot was even uh, I had never heard Cal Foot's name no. connected to this. The whole time we talked about it, we did mention some of the other players who have kind of forgotten their names uh around the league that were tied to this. Um, but I don't remember Cal Foot. I'm no. pretty sure his name wasn't mentioned. So I don't know how long ago that came up. So maybe you know Fitzgerald's is in the dark of that, uh, as in, in the dark about that. Remember, this is something that is alleged when they were not even like with the clubs. Yeah, you know, this is like 20 almost six years ago. Yeah, right. And I'm not saying, oh, so don't worry about it. I mean, you have a right as a Devils fan to have an opinion on this if you choose. Okay, whether he's part of the team or not. And my point being is that I don't know why Fitzgerald would know any more than the general public about right. this. So that I can't like pin. On no, him. I'm not, and I don't blame him for that. And right. McLeod. Look, these guys were told by, I get the whole innocent until proven guilty. Like what right. happened to this girl is a fucking tragedy. And anybody involved in this should go away for a very long time. And you should have a cellmate who treats you every single night the way you treated this poor girl that night. I firmly fucking believe that. They're being told to surrender to London, Ontario police for charges. To be brought up on charges. Like, they have a fucking case. Yeah, I know very and, little about the Canadian justice system. So I was wondering about that. I was going to ask you. So I were told that I was I read that they were had to go surrender themselves. But was that officially to be charged? Do they do the same thing in the United States as far as, like, charging uh, somebody? And now they're, like, in the judicial system. Do they that, make I, bail? Are they, you know, I don't even know what's going I'm, on. I'm, I, I would assume... Honest. That they'll be brought up on charges, they'll surrender, they'll be pros- uh, processed, they'll be, uh, you know, fingerprinted and mugshotted and all that. Charges so will be. When is this to go down? Because you're talking they about didn't like it hasn't mentioned. With, they just said that it had to be done. I feel like soon. if this was in the U.S., like we'd have a date. Yeah, and time. They, I mean, you know, all this crazy stuff going on. Already that's here. true. And so these right. guys are probably going to be heading in. They're going to be processed and fingerprinted. Charges will be. Uh, brought up against them and then i guess they're going to have their day in court now right so what do you think is going to be the remedy here as far as the nhl and the individual teams and my question is like do you think the nhl should take the burden off of all these teams and say while this is going on our policy is that these players will be in this or this state and basically take the hit on whatever the decision is uh, like, let's say you got a player who's now been charged with something, but is free on their own recognizance. When are you having them back as a player? If you're the NHL, um, do they have a conversation with the NHL PA and say, look, while these charges are being investigated? I mean, I would be surprised if there's clauses in the contract already that, you know, stipulate what is spendable or, you know, terminated contract or even just, you know, put whatever you want to call it, put on hold, stopping them from playing, whatever, and just not leave it on the individual teams. Can you imagine a scenario where one team does, lets a guy play and the other team doesn't? Like, that'd be crazy, right? 
I don't think that that would be crazy. I do, I don't think the NHL is going to step in on this. They have basically been hands off for this fucking thing from Jump Street. But so now, I mean, if you're talking about charges, this is something they've never really had before. That's a mass, true. A mass now, multiplayer a mass, yeah. charged with one, you know, situation crime here, whatever it is. Uh, and and don't you think like they have to respond as a league? That I I would think this so. is what and we're I think they should say that it's got to be know, contractual, but still. But to all, but look, I mean, you have uh, ownership and the teams uh, management have protections in contracts too that they can terminate contracts if you are, you know, doing yeah, it depends what the letter ethical, the, whatever, says, blah blah blah. Yeah, so most I, contracts have that. I know, like right. most the NHL know, should step yeah. in and say to all the teams, like you know, as long until this is resolved, these guys are not a part of the team. They're not a part of the NHL. They can go sit home and go fuck themselves for all we care. But that's like, what I. What if like contractually, like it's not really clear, and then it's up to the teams and their fan bases, and or like, does the league have a? You know what I mean? Like, well, how would you feel if they go up next week and they turn themselves in? They yes. are brought up on charges for sexual assault, and their trial date is in the summer, right? And it's going to be far away. Usually cases are now McLeod. How would you feel if he's back in three weeks with the devils with this hanging over his head? I mean, uh, uh, there's different that question. I'm just wondering like how it would affect the teams academically, but personally I would not want it as a fan. I, I don't, I don't want it. And here's the thing. I do respect the idea of innocent until proven guilty and all, but, that's why I feel like, okay, instead of it leaving it all on me as a fan to make a decision or even my ownership of the team to the make NHL this decision, said. yeah, man, because uh, he, here's the thing. Like the contracts should say something on this. And then if the contracts uh, say something, well, there's clause 19 of section 2B. If a player is charged with a, you know, a violent offense or a felony, uh, that player is suspended. But there you go. That's a good contract, by the way, yeah. that defines it. So nobody has to be like, I'm Gary Bettman and I support or I, you know, I support and victims or I support perpetrate. Like right now it becomes this huge social problem that one person or even one team or even there's the individual be, fan has to take a hit on this. You know, there's got to be guys that have done things, uh, you know, criminally throughout their league. And I, I got to right. I want to look it up and see. But I do have a if McLeod is ever allowed to back in the NHL, I do have his new goal song if you want to hear it. Oh, yeah, I'd love to hear it. No is no, no uh, is always no. If they say no, it means uh, a thousand times no. Michael McLeod, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I mean, he should have listened to that song. Yeah, I mean, that's what you're taught when you're about three, okay? That's what you're fucking taught when you're three. And when you are growing up, you are also taught to treat fucking girls with respect and with dignity. And ne- I mean... I know. The thing that scares me the most about this whole fucking thing, it's just, it kind of seems to me like McLeod is the fucking ringleader in this. Well, when you see that he's the one person who right away went silent and all this other stuff, you know, look, I'm going to be as fair as I can here the way somebody like who had to be, you know, doing a juror's duty would be charged like, hey, don't be prejudicial at all. Who knows what it means? But I understand why somebody would say oh, this looks guilt. You know, everybody has this perception of what guilty behavior is. I will say, in all fairness, a lot of times, if somebody has a lawyer, and you know, the lawyer will tell them, say nothing. And like, you know, PR wise, a PR person might be like, well, you need to make a statement because you know your image and this and that. Whereas if somebody was like, look, the most important thing here is that I know I'm innocent and I have to trust my lawyer because that's my scariest option is I go down for something I didn't do. I'm going to follow the lawyer here and I don't care if it hurts my image and I'll worry about that later. There is a scenario where that world exists. But you I also don't know could the have facts said, of this case. I you also could that. have said that. You could have said, look, I, I, I know that I'm implementing this. I had nothing to do with this. My lawyer is telling me to be quiet. I will help in any way I can. Uh, but I'm not going to talk that's about not it listening any to the lawyer to even make a statement like that. Making a statement is that you're not going to make a statement is still making a statement. But every you know, other like, I don't player put out fucking statements. 
I every totally other understand player. why they would. He and I agree with you. But his Instagram account, he didn't yeah. bring it. But up it also at, could look like the actions of a, a very uh, lawyer, a tight lawyer who doesn't want anything used against sure. the client. You know, sure. prejudicial stuff where a picture could be construed a wrong way now can maybe make the difference in a court case if a judge allows it that you go to jail and the judge and their lawyers go and kill all your social media. You don't want this stuff used against you, you know, um, it, you know, I have, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, but it's really hard because it is uh, hard. the whole case. And when you what you read about as somebody from the outside is so disgusting and it's also so hard to imagine that this is uh, just made up or something else. So uh, you get angry. And well, we know uh, the thing that is, this, it's not my place to like judge this. I get it. Let we know this was not made up. We know that right. this happened. That is right. fact. They even have some of this on videotape. They know it happened. Sure. So the London, Ontario police, I think have a really good idea of who was in that room. Oh yeah. Dude, and do you think they charge people with no, no. reason? I'm, so, I, I mean, I think there's a likelihood here. Sure. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like, even if McLeod comes out of this with he was there but didn't take part in any of this. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, I don't fucking, the guy should never be allowed to play in the NHL again. And again, it, it comes back to their contract. I know that a lot of public workers, police, uh, firefighters, teachers, uh, others, Somehow doesn't seem like politicians, but they have clauses of right. certain kinds of behavior um, that has nothing to do with their nine to five jobs and what they do on a daily basis. It can get them fired. Yeah, this, and I'm pretty sure they used gang to call them morality. Yeah, they used to call them morality clauses. Yeah. You call them what you want, but it's basically a clause in your contract saying, you know. And I use it for a lot of those. I know that the threshold is, uh, you know. Uh, being convicted of a certain kind of crime. And then there could be another threshold where it's charged or they have like right. a suspension status while you're charged because to like, before you jump on the gun on this, you always got to imagine, wait, what if the person take this situation out and say, what if the person, what is innocent, what is fair, um, you know, and what is, you know, not fair. So if you had a job and somebody accused you of something, you're innocent and, then, and that you, you lost your job, because right. of their accusation. No, I but get on the that. other hand, they have, you know, that's why they have these clauses in the contract because the employer in this case is like a, a public facing entity yeah. that the image is everything called the NHL. And they have an image and they are, they're basically telling you, look, if, if you implicate yourself or get implicated in certain kinds of things and you're charged, we cut you then. So what does their contract say? I mean, that's, that's what it comes thing. down to. Yeah. I personally do not think Michael McLeod will ever play for the devils ever again. Um, I really don't. Um, and it sucks because you know what? You did this really awful, horrible fucking thing six years ago. And now, you know, everything's coming home to roost. Yep. Who knows what's going to happen in the, the actual court case, but even, you know, not as important, of course, but you also hurt this fucking team really sure. bad. Sure. You know, and, you know, this is the best face-off guy in the league and one of our, you know, best players right. and can play anywhere. And this jerk-off just fucking hurt the team. Um, yeah. So, and, you know, if it's it, – it's mentioning when you said, like, um, before when you said that Fitzgerald, give him the one year. Like, it makes you wonder, did he – why did he give him – well, that's your answer right there, right? Right. Because he offered so much to the team that Fitzgerald was like – yeah. Okay. You know, and he, he kind of wants to, let's face it. If somebody had this kind of baggage uh, coming down the pike uh, this summer and they did not have Michael McLeod's skills, if they were one of the less skilled players, maybe, you know, up and down Utica, there's no right. way they're going to get a contract this year. You know, like, Well, unless you're Cal foot and you come to the devils, then yeah, you get that. Well, that just blows my argument out of the water. Doesn't sure it? does. It's like he acts like he went looking for more. No, right. I don't know. Um, maybe yeah, but, but it was it cosmically ex- bad luck. I don't it know. It does explain why the flyers were so uh, heavy on trying to get rid of Carter Hart over the summer. I mean, they were willing to deal him uh, all summer long. And that, this, this that is, is a why. great point, dude. Yeah. That is a great point because Honestly, he's, you know, he's, I want to say blue chip, but he's a definitely a strong goaltending. I mean, him and McLeod are the, are the two guys that are really the most, uh, talented you know, group, talented and yeah. yeah, they're, they're pretty much, uh, household names amongst, uh, hockey fans. You know, they, they know right. these two dudes. 
So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just a, they were really trying to get rid of them and uh, nobody wanted to take them. Well, why? <laughs> you know, everybody knew that there were these guys that were implemented in this and just a matter of what's going to happen. This thing was dead. This whole case was dead. The, uh, uh, when did know, it get revived? Sometimes last year, right? In the spring or something? I think it was about a year or so ago, a year and a half ago, that the London, okay. Ontario police basically, um, I, through, I think, politicians. There was some reporting, too. Yeah, some reporting, reporting on this. and some people some uh, people in parliament were saying, no, you can't just, because the girl was paid off. She was paid $3.5 million. But right. um, those people, like I said, the politicians and um and reporters were basically like, you have to get to the bottom of this. Like right. everybody just brushed this under the rug. There are five to eight people that, uh, you know, viciously sexually assaulted this poor girl one night. Right. And they're just going to go around. And, and it, and it did go raped. away for a while. Right. It so then, and then and uh, it, that's resurfaces. They they said, I think it was in parliament, like national yep. parliament. They brought this issue up. And I mean, think about this comes up in the U S Congress that mm-hmm. uh, there's a scandal involving football players. And now your Congressman is going to vote on it. And it means very much like that when you yeah. think about it, Canadians. And, uh, par- and, and so because of that, they created a commission saying our findings are to the local PD, go back and look at this again yeah. or to uh, what is it? I don't know. I who's think charging there were, them. I think that, like well, State no, it's the police Fed department. It's, it's the London, Ontario uh, oh, police, police department. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. That they're, they're charging them. So they reopened the investigation at the pressure of, like you said, politicians and reporters. And, you know, just that the fact of like, this is then when they, they started finding out that this was buried by uh, the Canadian national uh, league, I guess the, the people that run that. And then right, they the all lost team. their fucking yeah. jobs. Right. So, I mean, this was a shit show for five years. That's now finally coming to a head. I mean, that's kind of crazy when you think about police departments and prosecutors being influenced by a national sports team. Like, you know, that's that's kind of crazy when you think about it. But it is Canada and it is hockey. And but it's, it's, you know, it's a huge thing when they're national sport puts weight somewhere. Yeah, we remember USA Gymnastics with that fucking that creep that was, uh, you know, that that serial rapist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that took the whole thing down like that yeah. was it brought, so, I mean, it, it, this scandal, I think, is bigger, um, especially in Canada. Forget it. I mean, this was a huge yeah. scandal. And I think the NHL and I think that most of these teams just want this thing over with and they don't want to sure. be dealing with it anymore. And I think that's the best way to go about it. Like, as far as I'm concerned, like this is the last time we're going to talk about Michael McLeod until this thing gets to court and we actually know yeah. what's going I mean, on or more information. And, and even then at this point, like you said, the likelihood he's ever come back to this team at all, let alone this season is pretty small. So it's for devils fans, you know, it's like, I don't know what's going on with that. I get it. You know, we definitely don't want to own any responsibility in that and whatever way it works out. You want to just like say, I don't care. I kind of get that on some level because for like a hockey fan watching this team, you know, this, this is another player you're not getting back. And yeah. so you, you can look at that, you know, the whole larger issue you might say is like more important in your mind and that's fine. But, you know, it's also, we'll talk about people who are more interested, talk about the things that, you know, people are more interested in with this team as well, of course. Right. You know, and that's, it just sucks because it's like, you know, just what we just keep on getting shit piled <laughs> on us. Yeah, it's no. like, you know, it does feel like I, one thing after the other. And this is a big thing that I, yeah. I can't say I wasn't expecting because we knew that this was hanging all season, but I mean, I wasn't expecting it this week. And, no. And it was like, ah, oh, fuck. Of course. Yep. Yeah, of course you know, this happens now. Right now um, when, you know, it's just, it, it's every possible bad thing that could be happening to this team right now. And that's so funny when, when Lindy got hit with the puck, it was like, <laughs> it was like, this was, this is written by like uh, uh you know over ironic playwright this is not real life that then the and then the coach gets hit in the head wait what yeah no no the coach gets hit in the head with a puck i don't know it seems a little too much i guess is he all right i mean uh he didn't you know, come back for the third no, he didn't come back it, for it the was third. amazing so i haven't heard a report on lindy's health we can't even uh, keep I honestly the head coach well. healthy like what the fuck <laughs> i was this i think i crazy. also said like he finally has like something a little different than what he talked about for the first half of the season when he said injuries, he could yeah. talk about the second half of the His season was, was my injury. <laughs> yeah. 
I, you know, I hope he's okay. But it yeah, was, of course. it was kind of like one of those things that it on itself is not that funny, but in the context of everything going wrong, your coach takes a puck to the head. Come on, and dude, you just got to laugh. There were some points in that game last night that, I mean, I was laughing out loud at how yeah. horrible they were playing. They had guys falling all over the place. It was and amazing. Pucks yeah. just, you know, going anywhere. Like, it was watching a fucking peewee squad last night some of these times. You just uh, watched some of these shifts. Apart. Like, and holy they- shit. Can yeah. they get any worse? They're lucky that that game was not a blowout blowout. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, especially because I didn't. I thought Dawes did make some good saves. You know, I got I, that it was the two goals quick that, you know, got him pulled in that, you know, whatever. And then Vanacek was lights out. He was very yeah. good. He really was. Um, uh, I thought the Carolina was like, also, we're not going to press too hard. You know, they, they know how to play a defensive game. They like, We were down. never in real danger of scoring. Uh, especially with the you know the, the the bigger guns out or like any kind of real offensive you know fire in our bellies maybe in a good night for sure but they would regret you know not pile on some more goals while they could have but they had us pretty well contained yeah and they really they, did we didn't have a chance uh, yeah that was what the New Jersey Devils did to teams in all of their yes. Stanley Cup runs and all their their uh you know their heyday there that's what they did they got three goals yeah. and then they shut you the fuck down oh yeah and, you know okay your your fourth liner that you don't even know his name he gets you a goal but don't worry you're not going to come back on the Devils when they got a three nothing lead uh yeah. even with that one goal and uh it the, the game's over for you uh, and that's the way we used to play, and and I saw Carolina do that to us tonight. Yeah, and I mean, I believe Carolina is going to be playing for the Stanley Cup. I think they're better they than Boston. I think they're better than the Rangers. I think they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Very right disciplined. Now. They made a good uh, point. I think our Devils broadcast last night describing the strength of the Carolina game. I love their game because it's simple. You know, yeah. they went on that whole thing. Like, look, they just will play a nasty game along the boards and just keep possession along the boards. They don't have to be doing crazy deeks and this and that. They'll just out muscle you for the puck along the boards and then throw the puck at the net and follow it up. Yeah. You can't make a simpler game. They do have fast guys. So their transition is quick and they're, you know, as soon as they can get an opportunity, but I mean, they were coming in on the power play. I I mean, going through the neutral zone, they just lined up all four guys on the fucking blue line. Beautiful. the, you know, defense and through the neutral zone. Beautiful. I mean, my God, the Carolina we couldn't do was great. With fucking that. thing. We uh, could not. When you do put somebody like Jack Hughes, he can break through once in a while. But I mean, you should you should have a better offensive system than that to to do uh, you know something steady against that. And that's dump and chase. And we don't yeah. do dump and chase. No, uh, dump and chase is how you get through a, a good neutral zone team. I don't even want to say trapping, but whatever you want to call it, a team that's strong in a neutral zone, you have to dump and chase with them. No, and but you're not winning 50-50 you board battles with no, Carolina. Not, no. no, you're not, especially with the way our team's playing. Our team does not have that thunderous forecheck you need to like break through and get some possession down low. So you're waiting for the golden chances where your guys can, you know, make an extra move and go around. And I think we all know that like that offense is beautiful to watch, but it's not enough to win consistently with against a good, strong defensive team. So this team has major structural problems beating a team like Carolina. Uh, it would take a lot for us to turn that around this year. I'm not going to lie. I think it can happen, but it's it's going to be well, a massive change. If That's it what I want to ask you. Um, what do you think, or do you think it's going to be enough until a big trade is made? And we have to assume that one, I have to assume that a, a defenseman and a goaltender are going to be traded at some point this year. We have to yeah. get them in. For me to make a serious move. Yeah, if you're, yeah. I mean, uh, so Thomas Nosek's going to come back. He's a really good third, fourth line center. He uh, is a really good penalty killer, very good defensively. We haven't seen enough of him, but this is what he did last year with Boston. I really like Chris Tierney's game. Yes. Um, I like our bottom six, actually, more yeah, than I like our Lazar. top six right Lazar now. I like great. Curtis Lazar. And uh, I think these guys are out there busting their ass I every night. I love Dowling. I'm getting my Dowling jersey soon. Dude, he actually, him he and Willman, well. I thought, have played pretty good with the time. Yeah. That it almost been sounds up. like I don't appreciate what he did. He he played a good game. And he, yeah. and he was like, like, but it's just like, how is that our only offense coming? But yeah, I get your point. The bottom but, six is strong. But if you can get... Jack Hughes back and that first line of, you know, 
Brad. I mean, I don't know if, if Hughes comes back, are they going to keep the the first line of Meyer, Heischer, and Brad together, and then have Hughes to Foley, Mercer? Or, what do you think about Hall's um, game lately, though? That's one where I would say our bottom six. I'm like, I know you're capable of more consistently. I mean, I I, I think that there is. I'll be honest with you. Out of if I was to take Alex Holtz and Jack Hughes when he's healthy out of this lineup, and I'm talking only forwards, I can say every other forward is underperforming. Everyone. Yeah. So it's not, yeah, yeah, Hala is not, but plot, William, plot, you know, he's plot. just back for his first game, but, you know, takes Where's the Where's Dawson Mercer been all year? Oh, but yeah, you know? I mean, he, he's shown flashes. And not he enough. got warmed up and it started to make you think, oh, okay, here he comes. But nope. Jesper Bratt, yeah. uh, you totally know, what, is Nico Heischer a guy that you want to use as an engine yeah. for scoring goals? Or is he a guy that you're going to use mostly to take care of a team's best line and, you know, I'll tell you play what, more though, defensive he did not system? Look, he was not as good defensively as he has been last game. He, no. He, he had a couple mistakes and one resulted in a goal. I mean, he missed... And I think uh, the way they were laying it out was, was bad communication. I think I heard uh, Danico say between, uh, I want to say Ball, yeah, Ball and um, and he and he sure on it. Maybe it wasn't Ball, but was, uh, you know you could see the two guys had two guys they could match up with, and they both did a, a okay. You got that one, and I got this one, and they were both yeah. Ball. And, it, that and, was, and that was yep, that led to it, the goal. And, and I, I was I, like, come on, dude. Now we're I, not even. I thought I, I so I did see like I thought Luke Hughes played a good game last night. I thought Luke was when he is responsible defensively and right. you know takes his chance moving in on the play when he has the opportunity and doesn't force it. Right, he's very effective. Yes. And I thought that he played really good last night. I thought that that might have been it as far as our defensemen. Um, you know. There was one play, I believe it was a two-on-two, and I think it was Ball and Nemec that were in together. Yes. And it was really, really good communication because the one took the passer, the other took the – the um, one took the shooter, the other one took away the passer, but they were on opposite sides, and they kind of just did a quick back to their regular sides, taking the guys, negating a scoring chance. And I was like, right. that's really good communication. Right. And they did a really good job with that. But like right now, our most seasoned veteran defenseman is is John Marino, and Marino is a shell of himself right now. You know, I um, thought for a while he was getting his game together a little bit, a little bit. Uh, but last night, he just seemed lost out there. Yeah. He seemed like he was not himself. Uh, he also seems like he's he's rushing the puck when he has any pressure near him. And I almost make when I watch him play, I'm like, is he nursing an injury? Is something going on because he's not taking that extra second to make the clear pass that he was doing last year. He's not, you know, taking that move to try to get around the person on him. He's like real quick. I got to get rid of this. And he's making bad passes. And it right. almost makes me feel like he's protecting himself because he's injured or something is up with him. I don't know what it is. Well, we got the Tampa Bay lightning tomorrow. Now, if yeah. you're, yeah. Lindy Ruff or, or Travis Green. I don't know who's going to be coaching tomorrow. You can put ice on your face. Um, right. Number one. He's just going to go lay down on center ice, put his head on it. Um, he's going to come out looking like Quasimodo. His head's going to be like out to here. You no, know, he's actually going to come out with a helmet on and just stand there with his helmet great. on with a full big, cage. Full, cla- yeah, full clear, bird cage. Clear yeah. Pla- yeah, okay. uh, or there's just a yeah, big visor. That works. Now, uh, who do they put in goal tomorrow? It doesn't matter, but no one no in this team, right? they'll, 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 it won't, it won't matter. I don't think so. No one in this team, they'll probably put uh, Vanacek in. I think that they're, they were clearly uh, favoring Dawes and trying to give him the opportunity to take this team. And they're going to probably pull back from that a little bit. They're not totally abandoning that idea, but you know, I get the idea to some points, like let them themselves take, I mean, if, if Dawes had a crazy lights out game, and somehow got us a win or an overtime loss even, I think uh, they would have been as hot on him as, as they have been recently, where they have been favoring him. But I think they're going to pull back from that a little bit, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Vanacek in. 
Yeah, and plus Vanacek beat them last time we played them a week ago. So okay, yeah, that's a know, good point. So that, he didn't that. play great, but he got the win. We got the mm-hmm. overtime win. Uh, I think it was overtime. No, we over overtime lost. We lost that one in overtime. That's right. Okay, that yeah, was, uh, that's actually we, yeah. Let me look. Yeah, yeah, then we went and played Florida and beat them. So right. now we're going back to Tampa tomorrow. So yeah, I, it's probably going to be Vanacek because I, I I have to. As a Devil fan, you got to try and look for some positive in last night's game, and the positive is Vitek. He played good. Um, yeah, you know, he did. Yeah, you know, he kind of got you your shutout, right? He didn't allow. He did goal. in a way. He, he had his own. <laughs> you should get shutout. half a point for that. Nah, not even. <laughs> I don't give myself a point for that. It's not a real shutout unless it's shutout. Yeah, I know. I know. I just, you know, I, I just think at this point, it's you know something's got to get done. Like we can come out here every week and talk about the inconsistency of this team and who has to play better, who has to do this, who has to do that. At some point, a change like, has to be made. Right. Yeah. You have like, to do something. Like, it's funny. Cause we always like, we're a little critical of Lindsay juggling line combinations. And in a way this is similar. And we're like Lindsay right now going, look, I don't know what exactly this change is going to do. But I know we need a change. Yeah. And unfortunately, change. I couldn't explain why he was doing that every game. But I'm just saying, at this point, more than midway through the season, looking at the trajectory, I think a change is, is more than warranted. And we'll get to a point where we're going to lose the ability to see uh, enough time for that change to do anything at all. You know, all they have to do really is go on a run. Like, think yeah. about it. Like, if they bang out six, seven in a row, they're there. That's it. Absolutely. That's all they have to do. And when you look at the devil team and especially on paper, that's not crazy. Like, no. Why can't we Absolutely. pull off six or seven in a row? Um, the most we've gotten this year is three. And now we can't Absolutely. even string together two these last few weeks. We were talking about possibly having a president's trophy contending team this year. So what I'm trying to tell you is like, I don't think that's any different team than we got. Um, we still have that team. And if that team starts performing closer to that than what they have been doing, that means that they're going to win enough to get into playoffs and be dangerous. So yeah, all is not lost. It's I just also hope that that all of this is not going to be put on the shoulders of Jack Hughes when he gets back. That's That's why I'd like to see honestly, I'd like to see a move that takes some of the pressure off because when you don't do a move, that's exactly what you're saying, right? Yeah. Is that Jack, he's going to come and he's going to be enough. He's going to be enough. And like, you're right. That's kind of the wrong pressure to put this guy on. And it's the wrong way to build a team. Like Jack is your savior guys. And now he's back. And that kind of takes the team out of it. And I think like when you make a move and at at this point, a reset of the team, whether it involves coaching, a defenseman, some serious personnel, uh, a goaltender, when you do that, I think it takes the pressure off any one player and say, guys, we are resetting. And Jack's another piece in that. That's He's right. not your savior. Savior guys don't really work out. And if you build your whole team around one guy, you get teams that usually don't win. Yeah. And, and and that's just the way it is. They usually don't go deep into playoffs. They usually don't you know, have that kind of record. You need a whole team buy-in. And what this season has shown us, and this, last night is a perfect example, we have depth. Yeah, but our stars—they're the ones that aren't performing this year. You yeah. know, I mean, when Dowling gets you a goal right. last night, yeah, you know, wasn't he? Nobody got the first it, guy up from Utica no. who's done a good job for us. Yeah, Wilman, his first game got us yeah. a goal. Um, yeah. You know, but and and Meyer and Heisher and Brat and Mercer—they're not doing anything. That's a problem. That's the yeah. we have a deep team. If we can figure out offensively, like maybe I'm a big believer, like, you know, against what Lindy does. I believe that you, and I know you can't right now because the lines are all fucked up, but getting guys in slotted in positions and leaving them there, leaving them there for a few games, at least, you know, I understand that lines get jumbled throughout the course of a game. You got power plays, you got penalty kills. I get all that. But for the most part, if you have, Line A, and that is Jack Hughes, Tyler Toffoli, and Timo Meyer. And line B is Nico Heischer, Dawson Mercer, Jesper Bratt. The third line of, you know, Halla, Palat, and Holtz. And a right. fourth line of, like, Nosik, Lazar, and Tierney. Leave them all alone right. and let them play. And I think the lines that I just put said out there, just off the top of my head, those are good combinations, especially that yep. bottom six. If you yeah. can get that top six rolling, 
that bottom six chipping in the way that they have been all year is going to make this team very dangerous. Yes. But yep. they, they, you know, it just, it just feels like it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. You yeah. know, the kid Dowling had a couple of good shifts, scores the goal. How much ice time did he get? Barely any. I know. That's, that's honestly been one of my biggest knocks against Lindy this year is he's taking a team that's underperforming and then the guys that he cuts their ice time are the few that have been chipping in. And yeah. so the biggest example is, of course, is Holtz. Yeah. And I'll be honest with you. There is on the internet, Holtz has almost what I feel like an ungodly amount of love from Devils fans who are just really can't take it with Lindy. And they'd always feel, and I used to tease Bobby about this, you know, like, dude, you just want to see Holtz play in the premier spot because you're a Holtz fan. Right. What's best for the Devils, guys? And I still believe that's probably true of a certain segment of fans, but we're at a different place that we're, no, I am going to join them and saying, what are you doing? When you, you know, you have this, yes, he's going to make a couple defensive mistakes, but who's getting goals tonight and who's not? At what point do you start saying, you know, Halla, Palat, you guys are veterans. You're supposed to be leading the way right now and carrying the weight because you have that experience, you know, we're not getting that from them. And I also believe that, like you said, like a, a reset is exactly what this team needs with the guys on defense that we have. Um, and I thought Hataka has been playing very well. Yeah. Uh, I like him. And then, uh, who was the other kid that was on D last night? Um, that was, I can look uh, up for you. Cause I thought he played pretty solid too. I don't even uh, remember who the hell, uh, let's see. Let's see. Hataka. Was it just Hataka? Was yeah. The only one uh, no. Uh, yeah. Yep. He he was the only one. Oh, we did. We called up and Miss, talked, Miss but I think he was. Priv- uh, yes, we did. There we was a devil's call up. Of, yeah, um, and we, but he didn't. He didn't play. play. So uh, I liked right. Hitaka's game. Uh, I thought he played, and your fucking give you a heart Hitaka was cracking me up. That was <laughs> so fucking well, funny. I was just uh, joking around when he made that play. Yeah, uh, and then next thing you know, he dumped it on the ice, which was funny because it was like about 20 seconds before uh, a Carolina player dumped it right. a different section of the ice also in the Carolina end. And they, but they both fell on some unknown rut in the ice. So it always looks goofy when a player just night. like, just falls, you know, trips over the blue line and just, yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, Hataka I like, gave me a hot attacker. I liked him. And so maybe some of these young guys will step in and do a good job, but I believe yeah. like, you Oh, said this guy was Daniel Miss, Miss Sewell. Miss you, talking yeah. about. He's that call up that we yeah. had. I saw him play at the Prospect Challenge uh, back in the summertime or, oh, okay. or September. I was wondering. I, I don't think play. I ever seen him play, and uh, I don't really remember much about him. But um, right. I mean, this is the time if you're going to make a move uh, at the coaching. St- uh, right now is the time because probably Lindy has amnesia. He won't even fucking remember it. You're going to fire him today. He's going <laughs> to keep on showing up for work, and uh, you know. But but. I think that with the week and a half off. funny. Fitzgerald's like, we got to talk about the game. He's like, funny thing is, I can't remember anything from that right. game. It's <laughs> a, it's a, it must have been the puck. I, I heard I got hit in the head with the puck, right? I don't know what happened that game. We're going to have to start over. <laughs> I mean, I think a lot of it is going to come down to how this team plays tomorrow night. Um, mm-hmm. It really is, which we are going to actually do another show tomorrow. Uh, all four of us will be here. So we do have some news. We have our predictions. We have Devil You Know. Um, so anybody, uh, you know, check that show out. That should be a lot of fun. But anyway, okay. like this is the time to do it. If you got somebody in mind for a coaching change, because if you can come back after that all-star game, get a couple of practices in before you play Colorado and you have Jack and you have Nosek and you have what looks like four competent, complete lines, uh, in the forward group. And then, you know, who knows what can happen? I mean, they can, they could play some really, really good hockey, uh, but you know, it, it, the time is over to, to, for this thing. You know, it's got to start now. It, it had to start weeks ago. I got a coaching idea for you. I just want yeah. to leave you with this. And you Go ahead. Have to give me a reaction if you want. Vince McMahon as the head coach. Mm-hmm. No, Come I'm on. gonna say no. Vince McMahon. Let's give it a shot. I don't think he knows much about hockey. Okay, he's got with the devil's knee. He's got number one. He's got legal problems. Seems like it's our thing. And number two, I mean, I can't think of a more hilarious. Uh, I think he'd be he'd be awesome behind the bench. I mean, just to watch him and the thing he'd probably like, rip so his shirt expressive. off and yes, yeah, and, and, exactly. You know, 
Imagine a freak out on the refs. Oh, I love know, it. Everybody. I fucking love it. You're fired. I'd right. love to see. He just Vince starts McMahon wailing on one of the show. players, you know. I'd actually want to suit him up and put him on defense. Yeah. He's oh a big God. boy at 75 years old still. He's yeah. a big Probably dude. Probably can't skate, so that'll be fun to watch. But Yeah, so it'd be like, yeah. uh, you know, Colin White when he first came in the league. Um, uh, all right, so we're going to wrap it up for the night. We will be back tomorrow after Tampa Bay. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know uh, what you guys think about the McLeod situation um, and where you think this is going at unclepuckers at gmail.com. And anybody who wants a uh, Uncle Pucker sticker to throw in your car, you can drop us a line with your address and I'll send them out to you. Um, wherever you're listening to us, a five-star review, a positive comment, a like, a subscription, a download goes a long way to help us promote this shitty little podcast uh, for Dan. I'm Chris. We are the uncle puckers and we'll see you tomorrow. Puckers out. Puckers out. <laughs>